everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. I'm Brent Griffiths, and he's Brent McIntosh. There's one little slight difference to this particular podcast. What is it? Well, we're together in person. Isn't that nice? A long time no see. <laughs> see, I think your smile comes off really nice looking at you on Zoom, but here you are. And you're all dressed up, and I'm in a sweat top and everything. <laughs> anyway, it's great to actually have you in the studio today. Great to see you, Bryn. Hey, we have a guest uh, who is waiting patiently on Zoom. Tell us who's with us today. Well, we always talk houses, but I do have a passion for cars. And obviously on this podcast, we like to interview local business people. And joining us today from Fix Auto in Sherwood Park, it's Scott Keown. Scott, how are you? I'm very good, Brent. Uh, Brent how are you? Uh, well, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining us. So we're going to talk about the world of auto body specifically. And before we get to that, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I've uh, I've kind of been born and raised into the auto body uh, industry. My dad started his first shop with his grandfather back in the 70s, actually in Prince Edward Island, where he's from. And uh, yeah, for, for as long as I have known I uh, have worked in an auto body shop. So um, it's something I've always, I don't know if I've been passionate about it, but I've always, uh, it's always been interesting and it's something my dad has always done. So I've always been involved. And I went off to, uh, we moved to Sherwood Park uh, and when I was in grade 10. And then when I graduated there, I went to uh, actually school in the States for, uh, for baseball and uh, drug that out as long as I possibly could. And then finally I got drug home and said, you got to go to work. And I've been working here ever since. So it's been good. Excellent. Well, obviously I'm a second generation in my industry as well as my parents were in real estate before I got in there. So I yeah. guess the apple doesn't fall far from your tree either. No, no, not at all. So married. Yes. Married, uh, for eight years now. We got two kids, five and actually six is his birthday today. Everett, Oh. And Adeline's nine and my wife, Nikki. So uh, Nikki's involved in the business also. She does the books and uh, helps out with HR and stuff. And I don't know if it'll, we'll hang on to it long enough for my kids to get involved, but who knows? Yeah, I was just going to say, will there be another generation that'll take over we'll the see. business? We'll see. I'm part owner with my brother, Craig, and he's got three kids. So um, maybe they'll have to fight over it or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> some days I don't wish this on anyone. So we'll let them do their own thing. I'm not going to pressure anyone into anything. Well, let's talk about that business because I think a lot of people don't really think about um, what you do until, unfortunately, they need you. Um, let's talk about how long have you guys been in, in business, first of all? So the shop itself in this location has been here since 1981. Uh, it's been in my family. My, my parents purchased it in 1997. Um, and then that's when we moved to Sherwood Park. Um, we've been living here ever since. Uh, both, uh, myself and my brother lives in our dross and we, we both stay, uh, live here. Our kids go to school here. Um, and then in, uh, we've owned it ever since. And then in 2017, we decided to join on with fix auto, yeah. which is like a franchise, uh, deal kind of thing. So we're, pri we're privately owned, we're individually owned, but then we're, we're part of the greater, uh, franchise. And with that comes obviously, uh, you know, you get marketing advantages, buying, power as a being part of a, a bigger group and then the big thing is the insurance company relationships so 
back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, when I first got started, I used to know every insurance guy and, you know, of every insurance company. And then for one day, it just all switched. And now everyone, everything's dealt from in Toronto and, and you don't have that personal relationship with, with the insurance companies you used to. And, and they really push towards the, I call it the banners. So the fixed autos and the, the larger national chains of auto body. So if you wanted those insurance referrals, let's say you, you really had to join up with one of these banners and, and to be honest, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, it's been great for us, uh, for Craig and I, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, second guess the decision we made at all. So. Oh, that's really good. How many staff? Uh, give or take, depending on season and stuff, we have around 20. I think we have 21 right now. We just hired a new production manager. So, um, and a great group we have here, um, a good culture and uh, everyone gets along and it, it makes it fun to come to work every day. Now let's talk about what all do you do there? So obviously, um, auto body. So I talk about like the outsides of vehicles, the cosmetic repairs. So everything you can see. And now, of course, if you, if you hit a, say you hit a, an animal or something and, and your radiators damaged part of the collision, we will also fix that. Mm-hmm. But if you need your brakes done, um, you know, strictly mechanical stuff, engine work, you'd have to go to a, a mechanic shop for that. Okay. So auto body work, repair, paint, um, vehicles, uh, mostly collision damage. So uh, I deal with lots of insurance companies. We try to shy away from, you know, the, the old, restorations that kind of thing uh, as much as possible we do we will do the odd one for good customers and stuff but um, that's almost just kind of a niche thing where other shops kind of do that and then um, we're starting again we'll do windshields now and uh, 3m protection that kind of thing so try to try to make it one-stop shopping for the customers as much as possible now is there new technology as far as fixing cars that you have that maybe didn't exist 20 30 years ago yeah, we're really forced into it. Um, I think back and I, I think it was at a conference or something that someone said, you know, the, the, the vehicle has changed more in the last five to 10 years than it did in the previous 50. Wow. So with the technology and I mean, as like backup sensors, for example, advanced driver assist systems, ADAS, which is your, you know, your blind spot monitoring, your lane departure, all this stuff um, is nice. Um, but it all takes an extra step or extra equipment in order to fix it properly because it works real great when it's working and everything else. But if that's not calibrated or or functioning properly, it it doesn't work well at all. And it can be very dangerous. So as an auto body shop, the responsibility has really been put on us to make sure you're putting that customer back on the road in a safe vehicle that's repaired properly. So, okay. Um, you and I ran into each other at, uh, at a car wash not too long ago, and I had mentioned a stat that I had heard that uh, accidents were down in the past year, year and a half because of COVID-19, less drivers on the road. Did you guys notice any difference in your business? Yeah, we did. We were, uh, and that is, it's strictly for that reason, and, and just talking to our insurance partners and stuff, I mean, claims were down like 60%, 70%. It was wow. Just, it, it was crazy the amount of, uh, the amount of, accidents that weren't happening if you want to put it that way but yeah it, it's a direct correlation it, it's really related our industry is related to the amount of vehicles on the road and then also the weather in in our in our area of canada right so the, the worse the weather is whether it's hail snowstorms ice storm whatever we're going to be busier and then of course rush hours is you know between i think it's between you know 7 30 9 30 in the morning is when all the accidents happen people are waking up in the morning and rushing off to work so so, um, so Scott, Scott, we get into this month of October then. Do you kind of race to the window first thing in the morning and just take a quick peek out and go, oh, we're in for a day today? 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, an auto body guy is probably the only guy you'll see smiling during a snowstorm. You know, it's, yeah. it's like white gold for us. But yeah, no, it's it is. You watch. You have to watch the weather, and and you know, the it's just the nature of the business. Someone has to fix the vehicles, right? So, um, I I don't mind seeing a a little bit of flurries outside. So you, you and your teammates there at Fix Auto in Shared Park, um, what kind of education do they need and where do they get that? Yeah, so it, it kind of depends on which path you want to go. So uh, what I'd suggest if someone wants to get in the auto body field is something you should probably look at in high school. There is a couple, there's three paths you can go down. Um, Alberta, uh, the apprenticeship program has a real good, uh, it's called the RAP program. So it's something where uh, we actually have a, a student with working with us right now and he's in grade 11. So he goes, he works with us for the mornings until noon and he makes a wage and he gets paid to work. And then, uh, at noon he, he, uh, he goes to Emmy lizard high school. He he zips off to high school and goes to, goes to school in the afternoon till three 30. And then he heads home and, and working with us, he actually gets credits towards his high school diploma. So, um, and it's a good way to kind of get the feel of the industry. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's starting at the bottom. He's not <laughs> painting cars or anything like that, but, yeah. um, it gives him good knowledge and, and it's, it's great for students that maybe aren't necessarily completely book smart, but they're great with their hands and, and they're very, they like, like hands-on working. That's how they learn. Right. So that's one path. Uh, the other is, uh, Nate or Sate has a great pre-employment program. So it, I think it's an eight week program where you go and you don't need any auto body uh, industry experience or anything, but you go to Nate for four weeks and learn uh, the tricks of the trade. And then they'll set you up with a, with an auto body shop to go uh, complete your practicum. And that can be either paid or non-paid depending on the shop you go to. So that's another great uh, way to do it. And then the other is just start entry level. I mean, uh, most of our people, uh, start in wash bay is where 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 most people will start and they learn how to wash cars and and it's not the easiest job in the shop so you can usually weed out the hard workers uh from the not so hard workers and then you can register as an apprentice from there and then go to nate or sate and and get your you know first year second year third year and then your fourth year and then become a journeyman either uh refinisher or auto body tech and then uh also get your red seal certification so you can practice that uh trade anywhere in canada so Lots of different paths. Uh, I, I, I'm obviously very passionate about the industry. I, I love it. I think it's a great way to make a living. And it's not necessarily you go in and you're going to be working on cars on the cold floor all the time. There's, there's lots of options there. You can move on to management or become an estimator or you know, perhaps own your own shop one day, right? So You're, you're a pretty young guy. So uh, has it changed an awful lot since when you were first getting started? You also had the benefit of dad uh, being able to kind of bring you along a little bit. Did that make it easier for you or was it tougher because he was Uh, maybe a little harder on you? I'd say both. I think it was easier at the beginning because he knew lots um, and he taught me how to run the business and how to treat customers and stuff. And then uh, as my brother and I kind of wanted to go off and branch and do our own things, then, then the resistance started a little bit, but no, we're, we're great. Uh, the, the lessons I learned from Merv, my dad were, were priceless and uh, I wouldn't have had it done in any way, any other way. Sorry. Can you paint a car? I cannot paint a car. <laughs> no. I am, uh, I'm the, the upfront guy. So I run up front and uh, I deal with customers, insurance companies, um, face-to-face that kind of thing craig my brother is a red seal auto body tech so he went to nate and got his four years and now he's uh kind of runs the back of the shop so we complement yeah. each other extremely well really so well. I kind of, 
do the books and, and handle the number side of things. And then he handles the back and the actual technician. Sounds like a good team. So I've been in a car accident. Now what, what do I do? So you're in a car accident. The first thing you want to do is check for injuries. Also, obviously, um, if there is injuries, just you know, obviously call an ambulance and, <laughs> and go from there. If there are no injuries, you want to make sure uh, both vehicles are, are drivable. If they're not drivable, that's when you call the RCMP. If they are drivable, there's no need to call the RCMP. Okay. So at that point, you take it to a body shop. So you can go in and get an estimate. Um, the reason for that is because in the province of Alberta, if that damage is over $2,000, you're legally required to get a, a police sticker or a damage sticker and fill out a damage report. But the way the RCMP is, city police, whoever you're dealing with, they won't give you one unless you have an estimate proving it's over $2,000. So that would be your first step. And then uh, next you want to go, if it is over 2000, you want to go to that, uh, go to the police station, get your, your police report. And then at that point you'd uh, figure out who's paying the bill. So are you going to call your insurance company? Are you going to, maybe you got rear-ended and you're going to offer the other guy to pay the shop directly, however it wants to, however you want it to work. So. And, and it wouldn't take very much these days, especially as you talked about earlier with rear sensors and, and parking aids and things like these to, to be over $2,000. I would assume there's yeah. very few accidents that are under $2,000 of damage to each oh, car. Yeah, they really should raise the limit. I, I think I was in getting a, a background check or something to kid, teach my kids uh, baseball or something. But, and the lady was like, oh, fixed auto. Yeah, you know, I really wish they'd raise that limit because the, the amount of police reports they do at the RCMP here in Shore Park, you know, during a snowstorm or, or something like that is just astronomical. Like people could wait there for an hour or two waiting for their police reports. So, Do I get to choose where I take my vehicle to get fixed? Yes, that is also Alberta law. So uh, your vehicle, your choice. If you want to get it fixed at Joe's Body Shop, who runs it out of his garage, then your insurance company has to pay him a fair value to, to repair that vehicle. Um, so yeah, it's, it's completely your choice, uh, no matter, um, who, any, where anyone, whether it's a dealership or, a, or an insurance company tries to direct you insurance companies do have preferred lists where they, they have, uh, you know, two or three shops in your area that say, listen, these guys are on our preferred list. We deal with them all the time. Mm -hmm. We warranty their work, uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, ultimately it's up to you. Do I need to get more than one estimate? Uh, again, no. Um, okay. If you not like the old days where you know twenty years ago they go around and get three estimates and pick the lowest one. Right. Again, that, that's your choice. If you go to for sure, if you go to one of the the insurance company's preferred shops, that's the only estimate you need because okay. they they have a nice working relationship with them. Um, that being said, I don't I don't uh, discourage people from getting multiple estimates because you it gets you a nice feel for the shop. You're dealing with the the personnel up front. You can see how what the office looks like. Is it clean? Is it tidy? Does it smell nice? And then, you know, you can make a better educated decision at that point where you might want to get your car fixed. At what point is that car written off? Uh, this varies from, um, you know, from a, a few different factors, but uh, for the most part, a good rule of thumb is when the, the, the value or the repairs, the cost to fix that vehicle exceeds about 70, 80% of what the vehicle's worth. Okay. So um, I don't write vehicles off. <laughs> Some people <laughs> might think I do. And why did you write my vehicle off? All I do is write estimates to repair the vehicle properly and safely and get it back on the road. It's the insurance company that would say, listen, the vehicle to repair this vehicle isn't worth, um, you know, what the vehicle is worth. And some people might ask, well, why don't they fix up to hundred percent? The reason for that is because when your vehicle's written off, they actually take it to a salvage yard and then, uh, or an auction and they'll auction that vehicle off. So it can be bought by an auto wrecker, a local auto wrecker here, who's going to sell the rest of those parts back to an auto body shop to fix another vehicle. It can be, uh, 
there's individuals that repair uh, right right off vehicles and then resell them, get them get them inspected, get them recertified, and then sell them. Or uh, I've heard now they're, they're shipping lots overseas and people are parting them out overseas and paying top dollar for these vehicles. So it really depends. How tough is it? Because we got to be honest here. For a lot of people, their vehicle is their baby, right? So how tough is it for you to deal with people when you're dealing with their baby? Is that is that a tough part of the job? Yes, it is tough because you're not you know, nine times out of 10, you're not getting anything extra coming to us for, for work. I mean, you, you've had a nice vehicle, it was undamaged and then you damaged it. And now you're just hoping to get an undamaged vehicle back. So, um, you just have to be sympathetic to people, um, show empathy and then just reassure them that you're going to get this vehicle back on the road, uh, you know, as fast as possible, uh, both in a, you know, in a safe manner so that their family can go back on the road confidently. So do you guys repair any and all models and vehicles? Uh, no. Okay. And I will be, if you came with, I think Brent, you, you drive a Tesla. If you came in with your Tesla with the front end ripped off, I don't think I, I'd refer you to a, a well reputable shop in Edmonton that, that specializes in that. The way okay. technology is and the equipment needed to fix vehicles, we couldn't possibly repair every make and model. Yep. We kind of, I mean, your standard domestics, uh, Asian imports, European imports, we, we fix all those. But when you're getting into the Teslas, the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, that kind of thing, I have a shop I'd use that that uh, I'd refer you to. So. Okay. Well, we always like to give tips for people listening on, on, and in your case, let's talk about what people can do to further keep their vehicle looking better, longer. Um, how should someone wash their car? So I'd suggest washing your car as much as needed. So uh, you look at this past summer when it was, you know, 30 degrees every day and it didn't rain for months on end, it seemed. Yeah. You don't need to wash your car once a week. But let's say now in a month's time when it's snowing, wet, dirty snow, with sand on the roads, and uh, especially in the springtime as the snow is melting, you want to wash that vehicle probably at least every, you know, once a week to get that dirt and grime off. And you really want to get in there with a pressure washer underneath and clean underneath the wheel wells where that dirt's going to sit and uh, the salt they put on the roads now is, is going to sit and rust and chip away at that finish. I also tell people to shy away from brushes because you don't know the guy that was in the stall before what he was, he might've been yeah. cleaning his hunting truck that was in the bush for, for a week and he was knocking the mud off his tires or something with it. So if you get a little rock or something there, it can do a number on the, in the, on the paint uh, quite quickly. And if I'm washing my car at home, besides a hose, what should I purchase to wash that car? So a good microfiber mitt or cloth, um, definitely. And then a, a clean soap bucket. And then just, uh, you don't need, I mean, people say even dish soap works. You don't need a high, a high intensity soap, just something that's going to do the job. And then maybe a pressure washer or, yeah, or your hose. Okay. What about swirls in the paint? Can those be removed? Yes, most definitely. Um, my own truck, I, I try to polish or uh, permashine every spring because then it looks nice all summer. So um, there are products, wax, uh, or even a paste or a polish that you can put on, let it dry to a haze, and then wipe it off. And a lot of times that'll fill those swirl marks for you. Um, something that the dealerships always try to sell people is that 3M coating on the front bu bumper or, or sometimes all over the entire car. Is that something you'd recommend? Yes, but that being said, I'd get other quotes other than what the dealership's quoting you. <laughs> okay. um, just to make sure they're competitive because there is an advantage to getting it done at the dealership because if you get it done at the dealership, you pick up your vehicle and it's all nicely 3M'd right. and you're not going to get a rock chip a mile down the road on that hood that you're waiting to get 
3M two days down the road and then it's ruined, right? So sure. by all means, if the dealership's competitive, but get other quotes, there are lots of independent uh, businesses that do the 3M protection. Yep. And yeah, the front end is good, hood fenders, uh, bumper maybe, and then lots of people are getting now step pads so where you drag your golf clubs out of the trunk, it, it doesn't rub across the, the newly painted bumper anymore. So I definitely recommend that for, for brand new vehicles. And of course, um, as we wrap up here, we are a winter climate here in Edmonton. And so winter tires seems to be something that uh, not everybody does. And it's always surprises me how, how few people put winter tires on their vehicles. Yeah, I, I looked up some stats and I think Alberta has the lowest percentage of winter tires in in Canada. So like Quebec has 100 percent, but that's that's legally mandated by the, the Quebec government. And I think we're down to. Uh, 59% or something, but it is going up. It was only 42% uh, back in 2014. So it is going up, uh, which is good. I guess bad maybe if you're a body shop, but I, I, that's another thing I definitely recommend. Uh, winter tires, they do a number, not just for for traction, but also for stopping. And then the other thing I'll say on that is you definitely want to take those off quickly in the spring. So right. as soon as the temperature is above around five to seven degrees consistently, you want to take those off because that is very soft rubber yep. and you'll burn through them awful quick once the temperature gets up to 15 to 20 degrees. I, um, I, I would love, and I'm sure you guys are way too busy to keep this step, but it would be really neat to know how many of the vehicles that are in accidents that come into your shop every winter don't have winter tires on them in comparison. Yeah, more often than you think. And I mean, you get the big the big four wheel drive truck, but it's got all seasons on it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that doesn't, you don't stop any faster with those tires. So it doesn't matter how, how good your four wheel drives working. If you're on ice, <laughs> there's not much you can do. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll call winter tires, the vaccine <laughs> yes. of car accidents. Yeah, there we go. The prevention beat me to it. Oh, sorry. Were you going to, I was just oh. going to go down that road, yeah. so to speak. There you go. Well, well, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Um, let, let's lastly again, wrap up and, and why should someone come and see you? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we're, we're a, a good family owned, uh, locally operated shop. Like I said, both Craig and I both, uh, you know, live and work in Shore Park and uh, you really get a family feel when you come here. And a lot of times when you come through the front door, you're actually dealing with the owner. So, which is nice. So, mm -hmm. well, that's great. How do they find you? Uh, you can give us a call 780-464-3664. Email us at SherwoodPark at fixauto.com or fixautoshirtpark.com is our website. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Hey. Thanks for having me. Hey, before we all disappear here, we have to have Brent tell us how they can get a hold of you. Well, if, uh, if you don't need repairs to the body of your car and you'd like to talk about your house, then please give us a call, 780-464-0075, or you can reach us on the internet at macintoshgroup.ca. Perfect. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Brent. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.